Hi, I'm Mark Bud. And I'm Jair Briggs Davis. And we're from Mark and Jair Explain Sports. This is a tripod production. The following is a tripod production. Do not attempt to adjust your dial. Mark Bud and Jair Brooks Davis, two friends growing up in the Big Apple, two friends who became sports writers at the top of their craft. Mark, the assistant sports editor of Drexel University's The Triangle. Jair, the color commentator and reporter at Curry College. On their own, they give their own unique insights. However, together, Mark and Jair explain sports. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's another episode of Mark and Jair Explain Sports. I'm here with my boy, the one and only Mark Bud. Mark, how are you doing, man? Jair, it's great to see you, man. Well, great to see you virtually, of course. But yeah, I'm doing all right, you know, just doing classes, enjoying sports that I can when they're on, and just, you know, trying to make the most out of this pandemic. Yeah, likewise. Well, first off, before we go into our sports talk, um, how's everything going on with your classes, Mark? I'm, I myself, I'm, de- I'm doing my own journalism stuff too with my school, but how are you doing with your journalism stuff? You know, it's going well, man. The classes, I've been enjoying them, just getting more knowledge in the, the industry. And I'm actually taking a class about the courts and the laws. So I'm learning about the justice system a little bit. So it's very interesting. What about journalism? Uh, what are you writing about right now when it comes to journalism? What, what articles and what topics? Well, I'm actually currently not in a journalism class. Like specific, well, I told you I'm doing uh, court law. I'm writing about law, like court cases. So that's what I'm writing about. But I also, of course, write sports articles for the Triangle as well. What about you, Jair? What have you been writing about? Uh, I've actually been writing about hospitals and the dealings of COVID-19, and I've also been writing about, the, about what a potential Dodgers championship could mean for the city of Los Angeles. I saw that. I saw that. You're putting the hard work in. Hopefully the Dodgers win. I know we're both rooting for them, and I know that they won last night. Hopefully they win tonight. Well, well right now they are lo- they're in a three-to-nothing deficit, Dustin May pitching, um, so Mark, who are you rooting for in this series? And, um, tell me what, tell me your opinions about that team. In this series, I'm definitely rooting for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I personally can't, I, I don't like the Rays. They have a little a rivalry with the Yankees over, over this, the course of the season. They, t- they gained a rivalry with each other. There was the game where a lot of Ms. Chapman threw the ball at the Rays and then, the Rays manager had some words about the Yankees and how they, how they do things. So they, their whole shtick, I'm not really into the Rays. And even in the series before, when the Rays were going against the Astros, they kind of were acting, um, what's his, I forgot his name, just started yelling at the uh, Astros pitcher because he, he did a, a pitch. Like he was trying to strike him out and he had a problem with the pitch he was throwing. Like, bro. Might have been, been Manuel Margot. Yeah. Like, the whole thing. I think it was Diaz, Yandy Diaz. Or Yandy Diaz. He was the one who was yelling. And then he got into a Carlos Correa. And then obviously the Rays won, unfortunately, in game seven. Which I'm not too bad, mad about because it's the Astros. Everyone hates the Astros, the cheaters. But, you know, hopefully they dot like I said, hopefully the Dodgers knock them off. They're, they should beat the, the Rays. I think they're the more talented team. 
Although, besides Kershaw and Bueller, the seems like the Dodgers pit, pitching can be a little dicey. Um, Justin May. Um, right now, well, Mark, I'm personally going for the Dodgers too. If Tampa won, personally, I wouldn't be upset. But I want to see the Dodgers win, especially for how they've been screwed over in 2017 and 2018, losing to teams that have had allegations of cheating. Um, current score updated looks like it's five to nothing in favor of the, of the Tampa Bay Rays. But yeah, Brandon Lau, he hit his uh, second home run tonight uh, just now. But yeah, I'm a I'm rooting for the Dodgers in this series. They've been, as I said before, they've been screwed over. Um, my opinions on the series so far is that, you know, Tampa Bay has a good three-headed monster going with uh, Glasnow, who took the L last night. And Blake Snell has been dealing very well tonight so far. And Charlie Morton should be going in game three, I believe. But honestly, for the Dodgers outside of Clayton Kershaw or um, Walker Bueller or Julio Urias, I, I'm I'm very I'm a little bit skeptical about their starting pitching. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, especially Dustin May. I I love his hair, by the way. That the the red locks. The, I love. I think his hair is awesome, but I don't know if it really helps his performance because he he hasn't been great in his playoffs. Oh, absolutely not, Mark. He has been atrocious, in my opinion. But I, I'm wondering what product he uses for his hair. Like to be to be honest, Look, that hair is like really like something to. What do you think of his hair, man? I think that it's pretty cool hair. You know, I got to give it to him. Uh, big red. Um, huh? I mean, like, I, I'm going to say, I'm, for me personally, like, my nickname for him is Big Red, too. So, Big Luscious Red. Big Luscious Red. But honestly, though, he need like, he... He's like an Old Spice dealer, uh, just, just for men. <laughs> head and I mean, shoulders, head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. But honestly, Mark... On a serious note, I'm questioning myself whether or not the Dodgers had any other options to that they could have used on this postseason or on this World Series roster besides Dustin May because he has not been dealing. And you got to think back too. Don't forget, David Price is technically a part of the Los Angeles Dodgers organization. Yeah, he just I forgot about that. Yeah, they could have really used him right now. They really could have used him right now. I'm. It's just Dustin May. Like, think about it, Mark. Dustin May started Game Seven of the of the World of I'm saying the World Series, the NLCS, and he threw eight, his first eight pitches of the game were all balls, I believe. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, he's just not. He's he, he's just he, he's just not it. I'm very skeptical about that pitching staff. But what do you think about Mookie Betts in his in his postseason? I was gonna say, after I didn't watch the entire game last night, but I saw the highlights. But what Mookie did, stealing all the bases, getting the home run, getting the hit. And then, honestly, what he's done this whole postseason, he's robbed – I think he robbed, like, five different guys' home runs. He's, I think he's the best player in the league, in my opinion. And I think he's showing it. And that he deserves his contract. So, I, I would take Mookie bets over anyone right now. Well, Mark, let me ask you this question because this has been a very big topic before we move on to anything else. Um – who would you rather have on your team as an outfielder? Would you rather have Mookie Betts or Mike Trout? I'd rather have Mookie Betts because I believe he's a little bit younger. And he is also like $100 million cheaper. And I think he's just as good. 
honest, I, I would honestly take Mookie Betts. I feel like he's way more athletic, which definitely helps. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and as for Mike Trout, personally, when it comes down to Mike Trout, I think that he made a completely horrible decision for a career by choosing to extend his contract with the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, I was also going to say, like, Mookie Betts is a proven winner. I believe he won with the Red Sox, right? He won the 2018 World Series with the Red Sox, yes. So, and Mike Trout, I think he's only made the playoffs. Has he even once or twice? Maybe once, twice, may, potentially three times, but he's just not. Exactly. His career hasn't, like, it's I mean. Dodgers, it's, don't get me wrong. Like, the Dodgers were good before they got Mookie, but I think he's elevated. Like, he won some of those single-handedly, pretty much won some of the playoff games in the previous series by, like I said, robbing catches, saving a lot of runs. So I, I just think the guy is – I think he's the man, yeah. Yeah, no, I got to give it to him. He's had a very good postseason. And guys like Corey Seager have, have done very well too and Cody Ballinger in, in big moments. I completely agree. But, Mark, let's move on into the NFL right now. Oh, oh God, okay, let's do it. So let's so before we go into the Eagles, let's talk about let's let's talk about how about them Cowboys? Oh my how about God. them Cowboys? They nothing makes me happier than seeing the Cowboys look completely dysfunctional. They look absolutely terrible. I think that the only team that is more embarrassed than the Cowboys right now is the Jets. Well, they're the Jets, so it's expected. The Cowboys are supposedly America's team. They spent all the money. I understand Dak Prescott got injured. But this is probably one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. They give up so many points. And then this past week, they play Kenyon Drake. They play the Cardinals, who's on my fantasy team and hasn't produced at all. The minute he plays the Cowboys, he rushes for almost 200 yards and goes completely off. So and a funny thing about Kenyon Drake, they asked him about his recent performance against the Cowboys and like how he was struggling before. He said, yeah. When it really hit me, I wasn't playing. It hit me that I wasn't playing well before when my mother called me out and said, you need to get it together. I thought that was great and clearly it motivated her. But, yeah, going back to the Cowboys, yeah, man, they are absolutely terrible. And I know Stephen A. Smith is happy just like I am. I think that probably 96% of the world is happy that the Dallas Cowboys have been struggling. And, you know, it, it's it, and it's been tough, especially with with the loss of of Dak Prescott. I remember that I was with you when we were watching the game, and he unfortunately got himself. That was, that was rough, yeah. Yeah, he unfortunately got injured. But it, it's also cool, like for, for me, Mark. It's cool to see the Arizona Cardinals sitting at four and two on the season right now. It is kind of crazy. But going back to the Cowboys, one last second, Jerry, did you see the clip from Monday night's game when they were playing the Cardinals? Of the Cowboys fan crying in the stands and his like girlfriend comforting him. Uh, I did see that, and just and before you go on, Mark, I personally want that kind of love in my life. Okay, that is that's great. I will definitely help you out. Maybe we should have another podcast called Matchmaker. I don't know, maybe that would be in the works. We'll figure it out. We'll have a version. I need, Mark, I need to find a Mets fan, a, a, a female Mets fan that, can, that could console me like that. <laughs> I agree, man. I, I need to find an Eagles fan too, man. I, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, but, but I'm sorry, Mark. What were you saying? Go ahead. But what I was saying is, um, yeah, the Cardinals do look good. But, yeah, I was just saying nothing looks better than seeing that Cowboys fan cry. Like, it's just awesome. 
You know, I hate the Cowboys. It's great to see. You know, they always think they're the best. But, you know. When was the last time they even won the Super Bowl, Mark? Come on. I believe it was in the 80s. It could have been, like, the earlier 90s. But, like, now that I think about it. But I don't I don't know what, what exact year. I, I know that they were going at it with the 49ers in the Jerry Rice days and when, and they and right before they brought in Deion Sanders. 1996. 1996. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, I'm not eh. I, I you know, I, I get what you mean about hating the Cowboys and all that, Mark. No, definitely. The Cowboys, they're definitely a lot to deal with. And um, but Jair, what do you think of um, What were you saying, Jair? Oh, no, no. I was just saying, like, I understand the hatred for the Dallas Cowboys. But I was going to ask you about uh, your Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, man, they're not great either. They're not in great shape right now either. They – Carson Wentz doesn't look the greatest. But he did have a good game this past – I know a lot of people are giving him a lot of stuff. But he has been – he did perform this past Sunday against – against the Baltimore Ravens, who are a very good team. They made a, a big comeback and only lost by two. But I think it's coaching, man. The coaching hasn't been great. They had the chance to go for two at the end of the game against the Ravens to tie it up. And they didn't call a timeout. They just did a, a little run play that didn't work. There was no – there was not – there was no style. There wasn't any trickery. The Ravens completely saw it and they had no chance. It just, like, blowing away opportunities like that. And now, look what you know. We're one and four. Like, this is not good. I even saw an article from ESPN today. How ba- The NFC is so bad, Jair, that they think that the winner of the NFC East could end up having only four wins on the season. Wow. That's brutal. That's almost as bad as the Jets, man. That's brutal. Hey, Mark, let me ask you this question about your Philadelphia Eagles. Do you think that it's time uh, for Doug Peterson to have Jalen Hurts? become the starting quarterback? I don't think so yet because Wentz, look, man, he he doesn't look like as good as he did in the past years. He misses some throws and, I don't know, he, he looks like he like lost his powers from Space Jam. That's what it looks like sometimes. But he does have a knack for playing really – playing well or at least playing hard when everything's against him. For example, going against the Ravens, he, he didn't have – his receivers that he was thought he was going to have to start the season. He had guys coming from the practice squad. He had Greg Ward, who who's turned out to be a very decent wide receiver. He he was a quarter former quarterback, and he had to transition to NFL to be wide receiver. So the Eagles have a, a lot of practice squad guys, and they're still in these games. So, but like I said, if Carson Wentz continues to struggle, especially tomorrow against a team like the Giants, who are very good. Then yeah, maybe I will start thinking about Jalen Hurts. But at the same time, the, the Eagles have been integrating him into the offense and using him for running plays. So I think that's only going to continue. But we'll see, man. I think that I, I agree with you on that, Mark. I think that if they lose to the Giants tomorrow, I think that it should be really highly considered whether or not they are going to start Jalen Hurts and just start thinking about the future and going into another direction. That's my honest opinion about that now we're talking about going to Jalen Hurts it kind of reminds me of what the Dolphins just did uh, they they're three um and they Brian Fitzpatrick was the starter and they have two with Tagaloba 
as their backup. And he, we didn't really know if he was going to start play at all this year. I know he went in at the end of the game this past Sunday and played. They were killing the Jets, so he went in three two passes. And then all of a sudden, they're three and three. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the guys like him on the team. All of a sudden, they announced they have a bye. Uh, this week, they have a bye. And it's announced that Tua is now going to be the starting quarterback. So that's why I think maybe the Eagles will all of a sudden pull the plug. And the Dolphins is crazy because they're, they're doing well, like relatively well. Like they're three and three. And they're still in it. So I don't know, man. You never know. No, you don't. You, no, you never know, Mark. You never know. Uh, okay. The right decision, Jair. Turn it well, over. To do I think who made the right decision? Dolphins turning it over to Tua. I think so. I think it, I think that you know it's time to use. Uh, I mean, I think that it's good to go in, into a new direction. You know, going with a first round draft pick and everything like that. I mean, I'm thinking personally right now. Should the Eagles consider doing that with Jalen Hurts themselves? Mm-hmm. Even though he's a second rounder. And especially when your team's not doing well, if it's, like, time to go into another direction. Uh, but I still think you got to give Carson Wentz a little bit of time. I, like I said, I know he struggled, but he's, he, he has some good moments. Like, he doesn't look like a complete fraud, like, like, like Mitchell Trubisky or, or, I don't know, Sam Darnold. Although Sam Darnold on the Jets, I kind of feel bad for him because he has Adam Gase as his coach and he has no help at all. And he shows some decent moments, but he's just on, like, literally the worst team. Well, probably one of the worst teams of all time. So it's hard to really be able to produce, you know? Yes. And, uh, Mark, here's one more game that I wanted to ask you about uh, before we move on into different subjects. What did you think about the Buccaneers and Green Bay Packers game this past Sunday? Yeah, man. The Buccaneers, man, I think they're for real. They look Tom Brady seems to have gone – I know he didn't have a crazy game, you know, you know, he threw for like 160 yards or whatever. But he, the team clearly is behind him. They, he clearly is a good leader, and they seem to have a good connection on and off the field. And the team that has this – seems like they have a certain swagger, uh, destroying a Green Bay Packer team that came in undefeated with Aaron Rodgers. And the Buccaneers' defense looks for real, and I think that you got to watch out for them. And I would not be surprised to see them hosting the Super Bowl at their own stadium this 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 year. But you know, it's early. But it, also Gronkowski played great, so it's going to be interesting to see if he continues that. So, yeah, man, I got don't sleep on the Bucks. I I mean, you, I have to give like first off, we have to give credit to the Buccaneers defense for all like, and also like, you know, you have to say you have to admit that Aaron Rodgers had some pretty bad moments this past Sunday. Giving up That's a pick six. I think people need to give Carson Wentz a little bit of a chance. Like I know he, they're one four. He has been great, but look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers struggling, and he has an undefeated team. He's supposed to be, you know, the staple of a, what a franchise quarterback looks like, and he, he looked just as bad as Carson Wentz did this season. But you know, it is Aaron Rodgers. He Wentz is obviously not as good as him. I'm just saying. I, everyone in this league struggles at quarterback. It's the hardest position. Absolutely. So, Mark, in the upcoming stuff, there's going to be more NFL games, and it's going to be interesting to see how your how your Eagles do against the New York Giants. I am anticipating for an Eagles win, my, personally myself. And you know, you just never know with what can happen in in the NFL these days because it like there's just bad teams that are making it. Here's one more thing. 
what do, what do you think about the Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, trade uh, rumors? So, all right. So, Odell Beckham Jr., I don't know if you saw, they got killed by the Steelers this past Sunday. Stephen A. Smith the next day was ripping Baker Mayfield, saying this guy sucks. He, he, they need to move on from him, which he, he might be right. But I think – and oh, and then he also said, if I'm Odell Beckham, I'm asking for a trade, which I don't completely agree with. They're 4-2. They haven't beaten the greatest teams, but they're clearly better than they were in years before. They have a better coach. And then Odell Beckham was seen throwing a little bit of a temper tantrum at the end of the game. As he took his cleats off, started throwing them. But, like, we've seen him do that in the past. He's really upset because they're, they're getting killed. And he, they asked him about it today, and he said, yeah, I don't like – I was very frustrated. I care about this game a lot, and I don't like losing the good teams. So I don't really have a problem with that, and I don't think he wants to be traded yet. I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, if they have a bad record, I think he's going to want to ask for a trade because – being in the current offensive system they have, he's seen less targets. So I'm, I know he's not thrilled about that. He said, I know I'm not going to have the greatest stats this year, but if we win, then it's okay. So I think it depends on how they do the rest of the season. If, if Baker Mayfield continues to struggle, then yeah, I don't, I don't blame him. But they could also trade for a quarterback. You never know. Well, they head into this Sunday at 4-2. and two. They play a Bengals team that is 1-4-1. and one. It should be a gimme game uh, or a give me game for the for the Cleveland Browns. So we're, we'll find out more next week about about the results, and we'll talk more about it. So, Mark, who is your star of the week? Well, we mentioned him earlier. My star of the week is Mookie Betts. Like I said, I believe that he is the best player in the league for a reason, and he's showing it. And he helped win them the game last night, just like he's done this whole postseason, like I said, saving runs. So, yeah, that is my start of the week. And I'm not going to be surprised if he continues that through this World Series. If the Dodgers win, I guarantee you Mookie, Mookie Betts will be a large part of that reason why. Well you, well, you presented some good points, Mark, but I'm going to have to say that the whole entire Dodgers – uh, team was a was a team effort. Honestly, I mean, like my star of the week is just the Dodgers because it was a team effort. That's me personally. Julio Julio Urias came into Game Seven, and he just he was just very good for them. He he was really good, not just very good. He's really good. And Mookie Betts' defense has been phenomenal. And what the and what bats what bats have done for the Dodgers like Corey Seager and Mookie Betts and. And uh, I'm saying Jock Peterson, but uh, Cody Bellinger. It's just you know they all they all deserve credit. Um, I, I don't know who on that team could even be my star of the week. Like like just one individual. It, to me, that's a I'm for you. It's Mookie Betts, man. He did. He had great defense, but it's just you can also say Clayton Kershaw, man. He 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 has a reputation of choking, and he he played lights out yesterday. You know what? Then I'll then then let me give it to Clayton Kershaw because of what he did in Game One. Just just heading. It's just I feel bad. I feel so bad for the guy for all the scrutiny that he's gotten, and also getting scrutiny for things that weren't even his fault. Like the bathroom, he's getting paid what is it, thirty five million dollars a year, and he's supposed to be the star. So he's supposed to he's supposed to give the team what they paid for, and he hasn't in the past. And he finally did what 
he showed that he's worth his contract for now. But yeah, no, 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 Mark, you're right about that. All I'm just saying is just like it's also hard when a team. No, I get it. There's a lot of pressure, and yeah, I I don't think it was all his fault they've lost. That's for sure. Because no, it's every game. So no, game five, 2017 World Series. It's kind of hard when literally they know exactly what pitch is coming to, whether it's off speed or fast. Oh, yeah, I'll give you that too. But he has struggled in the past. But yeah. no, 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 even before that, he did struggle. But Jair, who is your loser of the week? My loser of the week is going to have to be just the Atlanta Braves, you know, blowing a three to one lead. Actually, you know what? Well, it's a common theme in Atlanta. How about the city of the sports? Teams in Atlanta. Oh, I remember 2015 when the when uh, when the Atlanta. Talking about the 28-3 to the Patriots. No, I, I was saying 2015. I'm talking about Atlanta Hawks being like the number one seed, and they couldn't even like beat the Cavs, oh, and then. Oh, I'm talking about the. Yeah, Cavs. no. Then, 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 no. Then there's the Super Bowl when the Falcons blew the 28-3 lead. And just I, I actually yeah when the the Hawks yeah they had the the sixty win team right yeah I, yeah and then the Atlanta then the Atlanta Falcons blowing their twenty eight to three lead making me look stupid yeah and then they lost again this year they had a big lead on the on the Cowboys who suck so that's gotta hurt and now yeah. the Braves so yeah this if I'm Julio Jones on the Falcons I'm asking for a trade. Oh, absolutely. You know what? There's like, like there's, there's. If I'm Matt Ryan, I'm trying to go to the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> hey, Mark. Word on the block is that Antonio Brown is uh, thinking about signing with the Seattle Seahawks. Who knows? Maybe Julio Jones should go there. Yeah, man, that would be pretty unfair, but we'll see. So or maybe Julio. My, or maybe Julio Jones. My loser of the week is Baker Mayfield. As I mentioned before, the guy struggling. He plays well sometimes uh, against mediocre teams, but seems like he doesn't know how to handle the pressure. Maybe he, they were saying he had sore ribs, but I don't know, man. It's his third year. He's got to – it's now or never. So if he doesn't – if he continues to struggle these next few weeks, then, yeah, they, the Browns should probably move in a different direction. I mean, eh. right now with their record at four and two, I mean, you can't see them like you can't see them like necessarily like very high up in the draft going for like the first overall pick and stuff like that. And you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Browns. I wish them the I wish them the best because I know that they haven't had success in a long time. Okay, and so Jared, our final segment. What is your funniest moment of the week? My funniest moment of the week is just Marcus Stroman trolling the Yankees, saying things like, "Oh, there's no one on that team that's better that that's better than me besides Garrett Cole." And my opinion about it is just like, you know, you chose to opt out, which is not a problem. And it's just like Marcus Stroman, he has talent, but it's just like he has not been as good to like the hype that he gets sometimes. That's my opinion about him. Yeah, I, I I think that the Yankees could be a good fit on the Yankees. They could use someone like him, but he might have a high asking price. For what? He didn't even play this year. <laughs> I mean, like, he has a good resume. I mean, 
him as a Met, he had a he's had a three point seven seven ERA, and we we're yeah, I'll on the Yankees over what they have, some of the guys they have. Okay, then I can give you that one. Yeah, Hap, absolutely. Okay, then I can give you that one, Mark. But then, who's your loser of the week? No, I mean my funniest moment. Oh, who's your funniest moment of the week? What's, what's... All right, I'm going to give a – the Jets actually did something well this past weekend. When they were playing the Dolphins, there was a, a butt interception. The guy, Marcus May, caught the interception. Like, he shielded the ball with his butt and trapped it. It's impressive, but the classic Jets, like, doing something well, but it's still funny. I saw that play, Mark. I, I I understand why that could be one. That could be the funniest moment of the week. I remember the butt fumble by Mark Sanchez. Yep. But yeah, Jair. So hopefully, when we talk next week, the Dodgers will have a lead or have won. But you know, only time will tell, man. And hopefully, the Eagles. I, if the Eagles lose tomorrow, I'm gonna be very upset next week. So. It will be interesting to see what happens and what unfolds. But yeah, as usual, I want to give a shout out to Tay on the track. Major shout out to Tay. I'm your ho- I'm your co-host, Mark Bud. I'm Jerry Briggs Davis. Have a good evening. To listen to more Tripod Productions, go to thetriangle.org slash podcasts.